just get into the bag. We just get into the bag. He just get into the bag. She just. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just getting to the bag. legend i'm here with a lovely lady tell them say what's up say what's up terrence uh what's up uh to the people in the world out there you know we we in here with me right now it's incredible vibe <laughs> we say what's up jazz hey what's up y'all i'm jasmine um yeah let's do it <laughs> <laughs> all right so I'm, I'm i decided to do this episode these are very creative people. They have their own style creatively, and they have a lot of great <clears throat> insight on the world. So I wanted to bring them on my show, and we just was going to talk about a lot of things. So Terrence, he's been on the show episode, uh, I'm guessing, 49. I got to look back to make sure, episode 49. So how how have you been since that episode? I know you don't even remember that episode, <laughs> but how have you been, though? I see you got dreads now. You ain't, you, you ain't had a dress before. A little drip, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, nah, man, it's 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 been a beautiful thing. I feel like uh, my mind is opening up. My art is getting better. I'm caring more, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, people have been responding to it. So I'm not exactly sure when we did it, but um, yeah, man, I feel like a, I feel like a different person. Just just like just growth you know what i mean like i feel like man you never know what to expect until reality comes so it's like my art has just the fact that people still loving it and still dig it man it's such it's, it inspires me so it's a blessing to be here to to talk about it again with you oh nice and jazz she, i'm not even sure if she listens to church for the wild podcast but this is her first time sitting in on the episode and actually being a guest on the episode do you listen to our podcast love? yeah i've listened to a couple of episodes okay nice nice all right cool cool so i see that you you from delaware right am i not mistaken yeah i'm from delaware i'm from Wilmington. okay and you moved away mm-hmm. why did you move um well the first time I've, all my moves have been for school okay um I went to Drexel for a little bit. Um, I was doing legal studies up there. And um, then I went to Central. And I was like, you know what? I like science, too. I'm really, I want to do some research and this experiment with that whole thing. So I went down there for that. And Oh, and see, from lo- outside looking in, I thought you moved away to, like, pursue your art more. Because I've seen it kind of been striving out there, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's really, every time it's turned more into that, I feel like it me discovering myself as an artist and, I guess, what I'm really meant to be doing. Because, um, like, in my household, like, I wanted to go to school for musical engineering at first. Okay. And that's why I wanted to go to Drexel so bad, because they have, like, a cool, like, studio and music program and stuff like that. And, um... Last minute, um, with, like, influence from my family and stuff, I changed my mind decided to go for legal studies, which was a complete flop. Like, didn't you work didn't like out. it at all. But it's, I feel like, inspired some of my best art just because I was so frustrated in, in a confined space somewhere I didn't really want to be. And I, I took that all, put all that energy into creating more. So every okay. time, even if I kind of was just trying to figure out what I'm meant to be doing, I, it really led back to more inspiration. Okay. Word. That's what's up. I didn't know, I know that's what, I thought you were studying art out there. So that's yeah, that's it. what I thought too. I was just like, dang, she having pop-ups now, more pop-ups. Because like, you always used to throw like, you know, your backyard, uh, mm-hmm. you was throwing a lot of events in your backyard, which was dope. I've been to both of them. Super and bad. you always had a bunch of your art everywhere. And you also had artists coming through with their art, too. So I always thought that was cool. So when you moved, I was like, oh, all right, she about to get it popping out there. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing about, well, the backyard show is really just started because I didn't I didn't really know how to get in touch with galleries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I didn't feel like I had the resources. I definitely, I definitely didn't have the money to do any of that stuff. So, um, one thing I, I stress about the backyard shows or just the people period is, you know, use your resources. If you can do something little, work your way up from something small or whatever, I'm still doing small things. Yeah. So sometimes it just takes getting together, whatever you can do and go from there. Mm-hmm. Using what you got. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always dope though. You going, you, you going to bring them back? I see oh, you yeah. in Delaware. We how, what you here to stay or you yeah. just, no, I'm about to, I'm about to leave. I'm about to leave <laughs> next week. But, oh, right. <laughs> but um, Hopefully I'll be back and I can bring a lot of things that I've been learning back here and do some really, really cool, cool stuff for Delaware. Okay, nice. So, Terrence, how was it like growing up in Delaware being an artist? Because it's hard out here. (laughs) It's hard out here, man. Man, it was, you know, it was tough. You know, it was tough because, like, there wasn't really nothing here for, for you to be inspired from, like, just looking around, just from the environment. So... You know, it was tough, but, you know, and even it wasn't cool. Now it's cool. Mm-hmm. Before it was not cool. Like, people would be like, oh, look at this nigga sketching. Like, literally, like, I'm just, like, <laughs> sketching. And people would be like, yo, what you doing over there? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just because I wasn't doing some of the other things that people was doing at that time. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, then I ended up going to Cab, like, Cab Calloway to school for the arts. And, like, that changed mm-hmm. my whole life and saved my life, too, in, in a lot of ways. And like, I, then I was surrounded by artists, like, and most of my friends that I like see still are from Cab in a lot of ways, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, I was around dancers, singers, theater people, uh, artists, and I was doing music. I, I was doing music. I wasn't even doing art. So um, you still do music or not? Nah? I'm about to get back into it, man. I I, I um. I, I've actually did more hours of music than I have of art. Like, art was just kind of like my outlet because I was playing trombone at the time. Mm-hmm. And I played so- trombone from, like, fourth grade. And then, like, I barely got in the cab off trombone. And, like, art was my minor there. Mm-hmm. And so art was kind of my thing. Like, I used to always just sketch, like, little graffiti and little characters and stuff like that. But really, I was a, m- a musician, like, straight classically trained musician like okay and 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 jazz bands and symphonic bands and stuff which people thought was lame too and like i was i've been the same person like and i was like yo i would get called like a band nerd or band geek and i'm like yo, yeah i've been called that too but i ain't care (laughs) yeah i never care i was like yo i'm still cooler than y'all niggas man like i I don't don't care what y'all think but then um you know it cab like once i got into high school and then i went I went there from middle and high school. Mm-hmm. So once I got, got into high school, I was just like kind of over Delaware completely, man. Like, and I uh, wanted to go to, um, wanted to go to New York. And then I ended up going to uh school of visual arts up in New York mm-hmm. and hated it. So, you know, it's really what you see, you know, yeah. then I came back to Delaware and, and started vibing more with Delaware and just kind of working with what I had there instead of like trying to, um, trying to just like escape and, and find some other vibe but it, it definitely was hard starting here though yeah and now you got murals all over Wilmington <laughs> now you, you a legend out here <laughs> how do you know. how you get that one what's, what's that one that you got that's like super super big oh the divine Mama. yeah divine yep yo it was so crazy like that was super super crazy because um it was really an open call like it was an open call for artists to like submit ideas for these mural projects that they wanted to start. Mm-hmm. And um, I literally submitted my idea the last day. Mm. Like the last, you had to write a whole proposal on why your, your image would be selected and all this. And like my proposal was like super ass. Like <laughs> I wrote it really rushed and the and the image that I turned in wasn't even that image. Uh, the image that I turned in was like some sketch that I like tried to Photoshop real quick to like make it look ill. Mm-hmm. And so I submitted it and I didn't, I didn't have like a good feeling about it at all. I was like, damn, like nah, this might not be the wave right here. <laughs> but then um, I was working like crazy after that. So after that, I was just like, I just started snapping. Like I just started painting every day, just like going ham with so, it. So like that kind of like gave you a spark, you would say. Well, during that whole time, I also was about to quit my job, too. So, like, I 
that was probably like a month before I quit my job when I submitted that. And mm -hmm. because I was working was why I didn't have enough time to really write it out and do all this shit. So I was just like, all right, I got to go ham with it. And then, so I did this art show called City Limits last year mm -hmm. in the beginning of the year. And like two months before that, I was going so ham. It was like ridiculous, man. Like I was painting like all day, like literally. We, uh, t I'm in the studio 12 hours not eating like not even drinking water like i'm so locked in and the last painting that i did of that series was the divine mind painting mm -hmm. and i felt i rushed it i didn't even like the painting at the time because i was like yo this kind of looks goofy i don't even know if people gonna get it <laughs> and um we did the show when i did the show people kept asking about it like yo can i get prints of it can i get prints all this mm -hmm. and i and i i didn't even print enough of that piece like i didn't even there's always the ones that you don't really that you don't think that's a hit but people gravitate towards it so it's like that's why i feel like it, even if you don't feel like this is your best work you should just put it out Absolutely. because when because you can miss out on people liking your stuff by only putting out what you like about your stuff that makes sense absolutely and and that, and that show taught me a great lesson because then it was like i posted it on instagram and it went viral and i was like oh okay like this i got something here you know what i mean i, mm -hmm. I got something so then i was cool with the people like i was cool i ended up getting selected to at least be interviewed like mm -hmm. to the next phase i guess you know what i mean because they saw the work that i was doing the show had like popped off super crazy it was like 200 people there mm -hmm. and like so they they at least wanted to bring me in to you know talk to me and then i got in there and I like knew the people like that was supposed to be the judges, so they already knew what I was what I was rocking with. Mm -hmm. And um, so that gave you like a little boost. It gave me a boost, and then I told them I was like, "Yo, instead of that image, instead of that image, um, I got this image. Like this is what I want to use because mm -hmm. it was a more vertical image than the, what I had. And I had applied for the smaller wall." I had applied for the smaller wall. And after the interview, they hit me up and they're like, we want to give you the biggest wall. And I was mm. like, I was terrified. Where is this mural at? Um, West Side. Yeah, it's over West Side. <laughs> it's, it's right next to um the Hicks Anderson Community Center. It's like 7th and Jefferson is where it's at. Okay. And so if you in Delaware, go in front of that mural and take a picture of yourself with it. <laughs> hey, check it out, <laughs> man. Sure tag love. Terrence. We're going to get, get the information at the end of this episode. No doubt. The word. So how do y'all feel about the word potential? When you hear that word, what's the first thought that comes to your mind? I'm good for the jazz. You think about it. Um, mm. when I think of potential, I would say, I, I, I didn't want to use the word infinite. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to use that word. Um, but it is kind of though. Yeah. I think it's so vast. Um, I think, I really think we have the capacity to do literally whatever we want to do. Like if you decided one day, Hey, I want to be a soccer player. If you really, you know, that's what you want to do. Go for it. A hundred percent. Um, cause I'm the same way. I know like every day I, I always think of something new. Like mm -hmm. one day I want to learn how to play the guitar. One day I want to paint one day. I want to do this or that. So I don't really put a label on anything I do because I just, I feel like I'm just experimenting. Mm -hmm. So I think that, Maybe everybody should think of it in that type of way and just think as they there's something that can't be bound to a box. So potential is it definitely is infinite. Oh, right. Right. What about you, Terrence? Uh, shit, that was a great answer. I don't know, um, <laughs> but I, I think I think potential it is to me it's opportunity. Like mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Like everybody has opportunity because everybody has potential. So it's like I think. I think really everyone has something special that they can that they can give to the world. So that potential translates to what those opportunities are going to be. You know what I mean? Like living up to potential or all that is just about how hard you work and opportunities come from that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, sometimes it can be scary, though, because then, you know, people place potential on like, oh, you got potential to do to do something crazy and then it's like a lot of pressure and you're like ah but you know um, trying to fill the potential shoes <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but you know it's like turning potential into reality like that's that's what um 
I think is important because you have to believe that you have potential. Mm-hmm. Like you have to believe that. So um, I think me, it's important. Yeah, definitely. I think the word potential, I honestly don't think that we run out of potential. It's all about if that's if you don't do nothing, if you don't act on your potential. And it's also like to me, I feel like us as humans, we never really maximize our potential because mm. we we keep growing as we're going. So we constantly pushing ourselves, pushing ourselves, pushing ourselves. We don't reach new heights of our potential each time we push ourselves. So we really can't really reach the maximum unless we don't want to get better at mm. what we're doing. So that's what it kind of like means to me. I don't think there is a like maximum anyway. Like I, I, I was just asking somebody this like, really, what is like, as a human being, like, like what is that? Like what? I don't even know what what that is. You know what I mean? Like we've been told what it is, but we don't even know what the maximum potential. I mean, you really don't know. Yeah. So it's like don't. I I, I think you should keep keep your um keep your potential like super high like thinking of, of what you can do because you don't know what you can do as a human being like we really don't know what do you say to people who haven't seen much results from their craft because that's a that's a lot of people running to that wall like damn i ain't really i ain't really getting that attention i wanted i don't really i'm not really making as much as what i want with my craft like what do you what, what could you what could you say to them as they're going through that? Mm. Um, I think that it just should be a place for open conversation between um, artists, community, every community type of community of people. Just because I feel like everybody reaches that wall no matter where they're at, mm-hmm. um, because we always want more. And like you said, there is no max to it. So even if you are getting that attention, even if you are getting that wall at you got a hundred thousand followers and you are making some income, you're going to always want more. So I think everybody runs into those wall. And, um, I feel like embrace that, embrace the times, you know, you feel a little discouraged about things. Don't be afraid to have that dialogue because honestly we all go through it. I go through it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've all in this room been through it at one point, you know, felt frustrated with our craft and what we're trying to do. But honestly, just like how they say it takes a hundred emails and probably only 10 people will open it and mm-hmm. maybe only one will respond if that, and that's something that all of us have to go through. You got to just keep pushing through those bad times and, um, well not even bad times, but just keep pushing through those times and think about what you want. Don't compare yourself to nobody else and what everybody else is doing because that will discourage you. And yeah, don't be afraid to be, you know, open about it. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, Jazz. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And also, you guys just stay the course, man. Like, people, like, we're, we're living in a society now where, like, we think it's just going to come fast. And, like, it 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 really just doesn't. Like, and at the end of the day, like, um, a, a good metaphor for this in, in a book I read, it was, like, like um, sometimes, like, it was this, like, Japanese metaphor, but it was, like, this thing that they were striking, trying to crack open this thing, like, they hit, like, 10,000 times, and then on the 10,001 time is when it cracked open, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, imagine you hitting this joint almost 10,000 times, and this joint ain't cracked yet, like, you could have, you could have gave up at, like, 5,000, 7,000 times. For real, though, you would have never seen it. And you would (laughs) have never known, so it's, like, at the end of the day, um, being discouraged is, is like, it's a thing that happens naturally at times, but it should be used as a fire because you literally can never quit. That's the key. Never quit. Mm-hmm. Like, ever. Don't ever quit or think that you can't do it. And, like, if you fail, that's just one time that you fail. Mm-hmm. Like, People be failing like hundreds of times and you just don't see it. And then they hit one time and then they hit. You know what I mean? Like, and this and this is one other thing I'll say about that. A, a lot of the MLB like sluggers, like home run champions, mm-hmm. they 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 strike out the most. They the ones that strike out the most. They had their average is below 50%. So they're hitting the ball less than 50% of the time. But when they hit it, it's out of there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, you just got to keep swinging, really. You know? We're going to go to a little break. And we're going to come back with 
yeah, a lot more topics, but we'll be back after this break. Hey man, I like I like the death for the song, you know what I'm saying? Not the death for the song, but the D E P T H of the song. You feel me? The complexity and shit. I like the topic. Trying to spar with Trump I'm not a politician Just can't ignore the stuff It's really just a free verse I put my life in reverse I dug up all my old pain And put it on a t-shirt So many sides of this shit Not here for popular shit Your own people will laugh When you want positive shit Before I die, I'ma teach I light up blunt and I preach Ain't no facade you can see That I can only be me I got a daughter to raise One day she gon' be a queen I'm trying to get shit together so she can have anything my word is bond as fuck my life is hard enough they ain't rewarding us they disregarding us and if i go to dc i'm trying to spar with trump i ain't a politician just can't ignore the stuff i take this life had come got hard but still won't show love if i tell people where i'm from they might think i got a gun got jays that's still in the box no tax on bands on my one Took my feelings out the shit and put my trust in my funds Tell my dad, homie, on my sleeve Don't need glasses, see what I see Told me at 10 what I want gon' be Nigga ain't make the least, so we turn to the streets Cops wanna blast for the CID Might do the race for a nigga catch me Damn, if it be another R.I.P. It's a black, white world, but I only see green Killers getting off innocent When the clip's showing that he did the shit Try to talk and they ain't listening But they'll point it out when you get ignorant Fuck with you if you a benefit That's why I pay them cash at the dealership And I got money stashed for the building shit But I'ma write it off, good penmanship Can't say we represented when half the office white supremacist This can't be land of the free If Neil and Mike cost your position I'm supposed to respect the system And call our brothers sons of bitches And when my uncle came home from prison For the same shit y'all trying to turn to a business Man take our culture, our blueprint Pay the knockoff to come out of us Hurricanes come and swallow us Op niggas trying to put the dot on us We pouring Henny cause we all bottled up Granny still scratch a lot of up, but the Bible says it's gon' full circle. I'm just tryna find me a good person. My fuck. My life is hard enough. They not rewarding us. They disregarding us. And if I go to DC, I'm tryna spar with Trump. I'm not a politician. You can't ignore the stuff. Ain't old enough to hit the club and fill my cup with rum. But I can go die in the army, going to war for them. Ain't old enough for marijuana, cigar, to spark my blunt. But old enough to spend my life behind bars that dumb. Totin' magazines that got me in the articles. When I'm in Washington, D.C., I'm doing fraud and stuff. Ain't worried about Donald Trump, ain't worried about seeing no monuments. These people got weather control, where the hell you think Hurricane Harvey from? The wind ain't got no name, where the hell you think Hurricane Harvey from? These people control the rain, these people be digging bunkers up. But they only got two more years of slavery to do harm to us. I feel like Kunta Kinte, nigga, I'm the one who fought for us. I was in the club in sixth grade fighting the adults and stuff. Feel like Kunta Kinte, nigga, I'm the one who fought for us. Ever since the sixth grade nigga, I was the one who fought for us. Ever since the tenth grade nigga, I was the one who fought for us. So I feel like Kunta Kinte, nigga, I'm the one who fought for us. Yeah, I fought for us. Nigga, you gotta die for us. You gotta risk my life for us. <laughs> We back, we back. So Jazz, I see a lot of your um your artwork. It has a very uh abstract feel, but also realistic, but also cartoonish. So how does what are your influences and how did you come up with to do your art like that? Uh, um, honestly, uh, anime and manga. Because okay. I know when I was young, maybe six, seven-ish, um, my grandma used to always take me to the library. Mm-hmm. And my cousin, she would read all like the good books and stuff. And I would look at manga just for the boobs and the eyes. So mm-hmm. I always was like really into how, you know, it's portrayed in that art. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel like that influenced me a lot growing up. And I would love to draw like monsters and stuff like Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, all that stuff. I would mm-hmm. redraw it over with like hats and stuff on and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's always been a thing with me and monsters too. So I think that a lot of that maybe comes from 
just drawing a lot of monsters mm-hmm. and yeah i guess elaborating on that whole style but i definitely think like japanese culture influences my style a lot just because i've always just been very attracted to it nice you want to go there one day i definitely want to go there (laughs) (laughs) what are your influences terrence um really because your style is like your style to me is like is very deep it's like very uh it's deep it's like, it's like when you look inside your mind, mm. but is on is in visual form. I would say. I mean, that's that's really that's what I want to portray. You know what I mean? It, it, I started doing graffiti. Um, that was like mm. my my main. That's where a lot of the colors and like funkiness comes from, because I was just really out there getting it in on that wave. And then um, when I started to like think about how I wanted to really be a serious like going to like fine art you know what I mean mm-hmm. I was like I want to I want to like paint inspiration like what inspiration looks and feels like because I, I want people to see my art and and feel like they can do anything or feel like like anything is possible when they look at it and uh you're exactly right I'm I'm thinking it's like like it's all it's all s- s- symbolic, you know. If you if you think about like, um, like life is like a journey, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. That could be a road, that could be a bridge, mm-hmm. you know. What I, like so, it, like I'll be thinking of these ideas, and I'm like, how can I, how can I with colors, sh- and shapes, like make this into something that's it's in my head, but people will understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you actually, that was a great, you know, it's, it's all inside. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's all it is. And then you'd be having like some, it'd be layers. Like you'll draw the top of a brain and then it'll, you'll show inside of it. And then it connects back with the head and it's like, mm. all right there. I'm like, yo, this guy's dope. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also it's, it's like, I don't want people to be bored. Like I want people's eyes to be moving and, and cause really all those are real vibes, just like music when it hits you, you know, the actual sonics hit you. Like, same thing with colors and, like, where you put things on the canvas. Like, where your eyes move and all that. Like, I want people to be captivated like this joint is moving and it's not moving. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I try to just really, really get funky with that. Who have you met so far on your artistic journey? Me? Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> man, I, it's crazy. We, was, we were just talking about this. Um, I met a lot of people, man. Uh, I think y'all had you. I think you had told me one running you had with uh, Russell Simmons. I think Russell Simmons. Yeah, we we really finessed that. That's a whole. That's a whole story. But yeah, we we <laughs> met. Uh, we met Russell Simmons. Uh, Jermaine Dupree was standing right next to him. He was. He didn't want to talk to us though, man. So, yo, Jermaine Dupree, I don't know what's up with that, but <laughs> shout outs to you though. Anyway, uh, right. but we met um, Fifty Cent. Um, yeah, you gave him some <laughs> Fifty Cent. Yeah, 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 Fifty was, funny. Yeah, he is funny, man. Um, Fifty Cent. Um, Joe Biden. Um, Did you give artwork to Joe Biden? Now nah, you know what's crazy is that like I left the painting in my trunk because I I didn't want to look like I was doing too much. It was at this like gala and like it was super popping and I didn't want to be the guy. Which in retrospect you should never do this. Never be scared. Like never be scared. And I was I was shook to look out of place. And he was super cool. I could have definitely slid it to him and it would have just been like Damn. super chill. But I I hesitated. You know what I mean. Um, I met a lot of my favorite artists, um, Kehinde Wiley, um, Snoop, Snoop. Remember that? I think yeah. I saw a picture of you giving Snoop. Yeah, Snoop. That was super dope. Uh, I met Snoop, um, Jasmine Sullivan. Uh, you out here? You getting there? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> That's why I call him a legend, yo. <laughs> <laughs> he out here, oh, yo. It's, it's love, man. Word. Definitely love. Yo, alright, so I I recently went through a little dilemma with uh someone asking me to do a music video for free. Mm. And I'm not I'm not trying to say that I'm above doing work for free. I mean I feel like I would do work for free. That's if I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> someone asked me to do some work for free 
And I wasn't for it. I felt like a little disrespected just because I don't know this artist. And I don't know. It just it just seemed like I'm going to be the one putting in all the work while the rapper just sits there and rap. And mm. he, that's also one of my vision for it and everything. So I said all that to say this. Would you do work for free? As far as like, I know you do, like, would you draw a painting? Because I would say it takes me to do a music video, a great music video. It would take me about maybe, I'm going to say 80, 80 hours straight or maybe more than that. It depends. So let's just say you do a, a you draw a big canvas of a painting. Would you do that for free for someone that don't really have anything going on? Um, no. Nah. <laughs> nah, I mean, nah. No. That's how I felt. <laughs> Absolutely not. Especially if they don't got nothing going on, because that means they ain't even putting enough work before they ask you for it to be, like, you got to bring something to the table. If I'm going to do something for free, I have done it, but it's got to be people that's bringing something to the table. And not wasting time because you can't get that time back. Exactly. Yeah, That's how I felt. <laughs> I wouldn't disrespect the artist by asking them to do something for me for free. So he, I'm pretty sure if an artist asked him to do a verse, then he wouldn't want to do it for free. Because his studio time isn't free. So it's the same. Yeah, and my camera isn't free. Oh, yeah. That's, my, that's just it's expensive. Yeah. My camera's not free. Me standing there or me... You know, bending down, me, you just the whole process mm -hmm. of doing a music video is way more than I feel like people know or they understand, or even if they care to understand. And I was just like, yo, I'm not doing this, y'all, for free. Y'all, y'all bugging. I, I mean, I can see if you like payment plan, right? Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's something easy because I feel like if most, first of all, most of these rappers, for one, they're rapping about money. You rapping about money, you got on nice, uh, expensive clothes, blah, blah, blah. There's no way that you can't pay someone to that's going to help out your craft, I feel like. So I was just wasn't with it. And I'm glad that y'all felt the way that y'all felt, too. And, you, and you've been doing it. Like, if you just started, that's one thing. Like, if you just started, you're trying to build up your, your, your portfolio. You're trying to see what works and don't work, you know, and, and you haven't really dibble dibbled and dab dabble with it before like sometimes you gotta do some free gigs yeah, just to kind of see where you at mm -hmm. and sometimes you get somebody that's super popping and you just gotta do it for the love like and there's been times like that but if it's just like a straight situation where it's just like an average level situation like nah i can't do that right. nah. <laughs> that's exactly how i felt so back to music since we talk about music who do y'all listen to when y'all gonna get into the vibe of creating? Mm. I, I'm I'm curious about who you listen to. Yeah, I was about to pull up my playlist. <laughs> this, I really I don't have one specific person, but you know who I like. Um, y'all know Mickey Blanco. Mm. I heard, but I haven't heard. The name sounds familiar. I would say. Yeah, I just got put on this on Mickey Blanco last night. Really love that music. Um, honestly, it's it's such a vast i listen to techno i listen to electronic um rap it hard rock metal all you that listen stuff. to everything yes <laughs> yes honestly it depends on kind of what i'm trying to i guess get across what emotion i'm trying to get across in the in the piece but sometimes it really doesn't matter sometimes i listen to something completely opposite because you never know you know what can just pop out and kind of inspire you to do something even more unique with but yeah, I listen to a whole bunch of artists. What about you, Terrence? You know, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of sad in a way because I used to listen to everything too, just mm -hmm. like that. I used to listen to like punk rock. I used to listen to metal. I used to listen to like everything, man. Like, and I don't really know why I fell off of that. I think it because it took too much time to like constantly be listening, like finding stuff, and then like. The last four or five years, like, I've just been listening to, like, just a lot of trap music. Because it's really... <laughs> That's lit. Trap vibes. <laughs> no, well, because you know what I found? Like, when I was at work, when I was working, um, I would just put music on. And it wasn't about listening to it. It was just, like, literally about, like, hypnotizing my body. So I wasn't... So I was, so I was like, I, my body didn't feel fidgety. I was occupied and in rhythm and just, like, 
doing my thing. Mm. So, like, when I'm listening, like, I really just listening to all the shit that's out now, man. Like, I mean, last time I think I said I listened to a, a lot of Young Thug. Young Thug, still true. yeah. Who's uh, doing your artwork? I, I play um, a lot of Future, man. A lot of um, Travis Scott. A lot of... Uh, who else do I listen to right now? Uh... It's a lot of it's a lot of people that I listen to. Like I love it. Like a lot of the pop shit that's out. Like Migos. Like I listen to all that shit because it just hypnotizes my body. So I don't have like I'll just be painting and my head's nodding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, I've been really just like been kind of over it. Oh, Juicy J too. I listen to a lot of Juicy J. Um, that's the first time I heard that name in a minute. That's Yo. still a lot of DMX and I'm doing stuff. Oh, nice. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. I really used to listen to a lot of shit, and I really loved Lil Uzi's new album. That was a really great album. Um, but that shit is really, honestly, not to take away from any of those artists, but it's not really stuff that I would listen to if I wasn't busy all the time. Mm, okay, all right. Why is why is that? Cause they're the content um, of what they saying or. The content, the content, and because, like, it's not very complex, you know, when I'm, like, it, it got to, I, I used to listen to it, like, Jay-Z is my favorite artist, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, so he's always in the mix, but, like, I used to listen to a lot of, like, underground stuff, like, the Roots were really, I used to listen to Roots every day, like, I used to listen to all this stuff, but it got taxing for me to, because as an artist, like, I got my vision, and it takes so much energy to get my vision out. That sometimes when I'm listening to these artists and deciphering all this shit, like I don't feel like doing it. Like it's it's like I don't want to hear this right now because uh, I, I feel what you're saying. It's it was just, it's just it was, your mom was doing a lot of stuff while you was trying to, and it, it wasn't so, connected. Yeah, like I'm not trying to like decipher some deep lyrics about like society's plight right now. Like, I'm <laughs> just trying to like just get into my vibe, you know. So that's kind of where I stopped listening to a lot of conscious music because. The busier I got, like I literally just didn't have time to like appreciate it. Mm. And um, but I just listened to Saha's new album, man. That was super fire. I sat there and listened to that whole joint, and that that was a great album. I still gotta check that out. Yeah, it's fire. Speaking about music, recently in music news, Vic Mensis believes Future's music is misleading his fans by rapping about drugs to sell records. Mm. How do y'all feel about that? It's true. It's one hundred percent true. I mean, it <laughs> jazz, is what, jazz, looking like. <laughs> Does he do the drugs? Um, I, I mean, Future said he don't do the drugs, y'all. I don't know because I feel like I've heard people say it, but I never saw Future say exactly like I don't do no drugs. He, you know, I saw the interview where he said that. Oh, the thing is, is that they don't be doing drugs like they like because when you listen to the music. You assume that they're they're partying and doing all this all the time, mm-hmm. but like you you literally living that lifestyle cannot do that. Like you got so many things that you gotta do, you gotta be traveling around all the time. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, is when they don't got shit to do, and you're around a bunch of people that's smoking, doing Percocets and shit. Like, and you at a club, like of course you're gonna be super lit. But that's only like a small fraction of these rappers' lives, and like people think that that's a hundred percent of their life. And like they got I, kids and all types of shit. They think like, they think that because that's all they think. That's all they say in their music. So it's not hard to think that you're doing this all the time. But a lot of people don't separate music from real life. And that's see, and that's really the problem is people aren't critically thinking. Because if you sat there mm-hmm. and thought about it, you couldn't record and be traveling doing concerts if you were strung out on on Xanax. Like you, you could, you could if in in a certain way, but like. A lot of these top rappers, like, except for, you know, unfortunately, um, there are some that are strung out, but, you know, that's not good either, you know. I think they think it's what people want to hear, so that's why he's burning himself like that. I think the artist chooses what people, what you want them to, I feel like the artist is in control, is in control, so if you give your fan base something, Mm -hmm. they'll use it. I feel like I don't feel like everyone wants to hear, but I'm not everybody. I'm yeah. different, but and also I just feel like because it took a lot for him to I feel like even go on an interview and say, "Hey, I'm not really doing this," because he didn't even have to do that. He could have completely made a whole facade and been like, "Yeah, I'll be doing all these drugs like a lot of them do." Mm-hmm. So I I feel like critical thinking is definitely 
important in that. Yeah, because you can listen to something and like it's like watch like we watch movies where they literally kill hundreds of people like all the time. Mm-hmm. And like you wouldn't pick up a gun and kill two hundred people, but like I just watched John Wick. And this nigga kills like three hundred people in the movie. Like, all, all they they kill his dog and stole his car, and he went on to kill like three hundred people. So like, that's what's that's the thing is like, that's in our subconscious. So if you can't see past that, like that's the problem. But another thing is we like as a society are actually addicted to drugs. It's actually a real problem. So they just use it as an easy thing. They like we already know half the country addicted to drugs. I mean, why not, not make them almost feel comfortable in their addiction? That's really all this music really is. It's like making people feel comfortable because as far as Xanax, Percocet and all that, there's people from 80 years old to 15 years old that's strung out right now in America. One of them things, yeah. Just because the doctors is prescribing it to them. Prescribing it. So it ain't, it ain't, hey, it's crazy out here. And really, people <laughs> should blame the record labels, too. Oh, yeah, 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 they definitely to blame. They don't want to just make it. telling them to do that. Yeah, like, they, they're encouraging them to do that. And, like, I'm sure they probably got all types of, all types of, you know, situations that they know that that kind of music is, is I mean, they craft it. They literally craft it. It's not like Future's putting it out by himself or. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And they also, like. If you know this artist is all his music is about drugs. You you signing them, you giving them six million. Of course they gonna make more of that music and also giving them access to really just get the drugs easily. Like yeah. <laughs> so it's like whatever. It's whatever goes. <laughs> People definitely gotta separate what's real and fake though. And like yeah, don't be just because you hear something that don't mean you. That's like goes back to saying like when your mom say like if you if you see people jump off a bridge you gonna do it like nah. If you hear people talking about they strung out, if you like the beat like you can listen to it, but like what you gonna go do it like nah. Think think for yourself. You know what I mean. I think the image is just romanticized and people don't see the reality of what it's like to really be like that. True. Even with just talking about drugs period selling drugs dealing with drugs violence all that stuff it's so easy to say in a song and make it seem like you know it's shits and giggles like a fairy tale but if you're really you know in that lifestyle then that's not gonna be a reality of it so you know what i think i think the a lot of these rappers don't really talk about the consequences of yeah that's what it is so they kind of like don't put the reality with it they just say we at a party this is what we doing and we about to get it popping like this, but you don't you don't never hear about they homies dying from the drugs or stuff like that. And being toxic to their mental health and all that yeah. stuff, detrimental, yeah. ruining their relationships, yep. and everything. But yeah, a lot of them be hurt, and I feel like maybe some of them portray it, but it's on a it's on a catchy trap beat, so people not worrying about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just partying. Yeah. Man. Hey man. It's life. It's the music, I, and, and I, I, I really believe there's a conspiracy behind the whole thing. You know what I mean? But that's that's a whole another long conversation. But yeah, another yeah, show. I, none of this is by <laughs> none of this is by accident. Yeah. Yo, do y'all feel like the world is very sensitive as far as topics? Because I see a lot of I see a lot of angry. <laughs> And a lot of angry texts and a lot of angry uh tweets, but it's like once y'all close the app, y'all not mm. really caring too much about what y'all angry about online. Mm. I see y'all thinking. <laughs> so are we over? Are we so are we overly reacting to things? It's easy to do that on the app. Yeah. I feel like yeah, because. Yeah, just like everybody, like we were talking about, they can glamorize a lifestyle, you know, it's easy to care, it's easy to be, you know, whoever you want to be, and whatever is cool, and whatever everybody else is doing online, so I feel like a lot of stuff is like a domino effect, not saying that people don't genuinely care, because I think that's a misconception too, that a lot of people, like everybody just be faking about caring, because there's people out there who really do care, and they wouldn't have been aware without I know some things like on Twitter I see I'm like damn I wouldn't even have been exposed to that or the way that I was exposed to that so I understand people just venting and expressing their feelings but it's just a it's an outlet so people gonna 
they're going to go in there sometimes. They're going to vent. They're going to pour it all out like a diary. And then they're going to log go on about their day. Some, yeah, Thanksgiving <laughs> leftovers. Like, it never happened. So. Word. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's just interesting because, like, what people get sensitive about, like, or or when, like, when those kind of things change, a lot of it comes from, like, things, like you said, that they see. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, like, especially things when it comes to, um, when it comes to women, you know what I mean? I, I, I feel like I see so many people that are, like, mad at, like, feminists or mad at, like, um, or even, like... People are mad about everything. You know yeah. what I mean? People are mad about everything at the end of the day. But it's like the information they're getting, they don't never be considering the source. So it's like, don't get mad after you've seen a fr- like a framework through a lens that somebody already gave to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like That's what I'm saying. Critical thinking is so important because it's like, I whenever I think of something that I'm sensitive about or that I think people should be sensitive about, I literally visualize and imagine myself in whatever situation or in the shoes of whatever situation happens. And then how you feel about it, like, or if you don't want to be treated that way or something, that's when you, that's when I feel you should be sensitive about it. You know what I mean? Like, like bullying and shit. Like when, when I was younger, I used to be kind of a bully cause I got bullied when I was younger yeah. and then I turned into a bully. And then like, as I got older, I put, I started to think about some of those things and like being in the shoes some of those other people and I was like damn I would never want somebody to talk to me like that I would never want somebody to, to, to behave like that around me and now I'm sensitive to like bullying issues like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a thing to me because I've been on both sides and I know for a fact it's wrong you know I ain't need to read an article like you know it's wrong mm-hmm. so I think people should just kind of think about it on their own or before they before they express on the app or just think about it, period. Yeah, and do it and, and and really be about it. Cause people will say people will be posting a lot of shit on the app and then somebody say some shit in person, they'll be hella quiet. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> people say some shit at a party. Like I seen people say some mad, like racist or sexist stuff. And it's like nobody checked them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, nobody gonna say nothing? But if they if it was on the internet, they would be like, Oh, this is wrong and all this and it's mm-hmm. like really be about it. And then I look crazy when I check them in real life. <laughs> no. Yeah. What you think is going on in Hollywood with all these allegations? Because mm. it's looking... I, it's weird, I feel like. It's like every day, but it's like this stuff been happening. Why Why now? Why are they saying... Why are they exposing it now? Because they could have did this last year. People would have still been listening or the year before that. I, conspiracy or something <laughs> Terrence looking like oh no who's the breakout who's the breakout yeah person? like who started it, start it with Cosby Cosby and oh yeah I forgot mm-hmm. about Cosby how Cosby. Cosby was probably like the one of the gonna... but it's, it's actually been happening all throughout like yeah and, and like sometimes it'll slip out here and there but like now it's just like a hot topic because actual celebrities are coming out and saying it or like you, yeah and I think that's really the only thing because some of these workplaces, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, I've seen some of the most outrageous sexual harassment in a restaurant from both yep. the customers and the staff. Exactly. And don't nobody say shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, exactly. But if it happened to a Hollywood actress, now we got to change laws and fire yeah. people. When it's like, even in people's family, like everybody got like an uncle or a cousin that'd be saying and doing outrageous yep, things. Smacking your butt and like, come on. It's like that. Yeah. And, and like that shit happens. Oh, and don't even mention schools. In schools, this shit happens all, all the, the time. time. All the time. You know what I mean? Like with the priests, all that. So I, I feel like, um, again, <laughs> it, crazy. It, it should just be a thing like, yo, if you see it, like, be about it say something like that's what people should really be about like this ain't just on a digital world this is a real world like stuff yeah Yeah. it's stuff really going on everywhere everywhere so uh, we about to go to a break and then be right back
no good for you. Talking about a nigga too hood for you. Probably could they see me in a nice whip. And know a nigga only work the night shift. Let me tell you something like right quick. quick. No, you never really had it like this. Roll through the city bumping on my shit. You never met a player like this. Girl, look now, let me tell you how it's going down. I'ma pull up on you in your town. You know that I got just what you need. I'm that nigga they been talking about. Keep it on the low, don't make a sound. It's just strictly confidential, yeah. I know that you probably need it now. Call me when your nigga ain't around. That I'm no good for you. Talking about a nigga too hood for you. You know what it is when I come through. You know I'm only doing what I should for you. You was trying to play me when I wanted you. And now you trying to tell me what you want to do. And maybe in the morning, like one or two, we can go and get it popping how you wanted to. I came back, bossed up on you. Still got a nigga stuck on you. I ain't trying to put the pressure, shorty. I just know that you be flashing on me. You was trying to wait till I was rich just so you can let a nigga hit. That's your friends about the day They gon' tell you that I'm with the shits my creative friends right here we all go through life love and all that so we about to talk a little bit about love so terrence we about to start with you <laughs> you so how's love been for you and what, what are the ups and downs of being a creative and then i'm gonna go tell my truth about it um i mean love is amazing it's always love itself is always amazing you know what i mean like I love love, you know, and I, I've been in love for a long time now, so it's it's a um it's a beautiful thing, you know, it's it's the magical glue, you know what I mean, and everything. And being an artist it, it, it feels crazy because like at times like you you wanna put your creativity above everything. You know what I mean? And um like for me, I've been in a long, a long term relationship. Like it's going on seven years, mm. and like it's been a lot of ups and downs, you know, all types of things. And um, like the love is that's what I'm saying. It's the magical glue because you you see past so many other things. And um, when you're a creative person, it just becomes a, like about balance, like balancing things. Cause you know, I really think love is is the key to happiness anyway. Mm -hmm. So. Some people are willing to, to to sacrifice being in a relationship because maybe their creativity is is their is their love. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it completes um, them. It completes them, and, and that's cool. Like some people don't want to be with nobody, don't want to be around nobody. But for me, I love the warmth of just having somebody that love you. You know what I mean? And, and loving them back. So it helps me because if if not morally, I don't think I would probably be the person I am today which I think I've learned so much from being in love mm -hmm. about being a, a good human being period and like I wouldn't trade that for nothing because otherwise I probably would have had like kids or be in jail or something like to be real with you like <laughs> like but I'm, you do want kids though right no yeah, absolutely but it would have <laughs> been like some some like like a broken family yeah like some like it happened on accident like okay. you know might have might have had multiple baby moms or something you know what i'm saying like i'm just being keeping it a thousand and Word. like when you with somebody they they correct it's almost like they correct all the things about you after you've been with them for a long time because if it's a healthy relationship mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think everybody should strive to for something like that even if you're an artist what about you jazz um 
Love is love is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I was single for a really really long time, um, and I recently got into a relationship and it's been really healthy. Um, I've been growing a lot from it. I've been learning a lot about myself mm-hmm. and what I need to work on as a person and what I'm still growing and striving for. And it's beautiful when it's a friendship, a partnership, you know, just everything to build on and capitalize off of each other with. So is love ever a distraction? Yes. Um, but it's a healthy distraction because the person I'm dating is very focused and, and what he does and what he has going on. So I think, I think, yeah, balance is, is super important. And I'm, I'm an easily distracted person anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think just space is important and finding somebody to give you your space is really important because so, some people don't understand the, the space that creatives need and just the time that we need to take to, you know, do our thing or mm-hmm. just, you know, think to ourselves and, not have to answer to anyone and all that. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying I don't ever ever answer to nobody, but um, it's it's a compromise in that type of way. And I just think that space is important and just healthy communication is important and just also make sure you're always you're always growing before you try to make a relationship grow. Make sure both of you guys are growing individually too. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, yeah, that's, that's a lot important in love individualism and if you're growing or not yeah yeah and honesty yeah like a relationship will teach you how to be honest with yourself and like that's that's a hard thing to do and like a lot of people who aren't in relationships get delusional in a lot of ways um because you start thinking everything like kind of revolves around you in a way like not to say being single is bad like being single is not bad like everybody should be in whatever space they want to be in but like like my girl really is honest with me and it inspires me to stay honest and like she just holds me down and like lifts me up like everything man so it's like I, I have to be a good person because of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not not to say I wouldn't be a good person otherwise, but it's like, wow, when you see when you have an example like that in your life, you're just like, all right, like this is bigger than is bigger than me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. So our mission oh yeah. So y'all gonna be a part of my project that we're gonna do after this. It's a uh, portrait project. How do y'all feel about the portrait project? I think it's really cool. It's mad raw. Um, one of my favorite ones was with Akeem. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a really, really detailed open up. And I just thought that was so cool to see like a creative from that perspective, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know him and, you know, he's cool and creative and all that stuff. And you see different people, but to really get inside their mind and break down like what's really in there. It's pretty dope. Word. Yeah, I, th- I think it's I think Raw was a good a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like seeing seeing in the people, you know, like capturing their essence and um you know it's i feel like it's good it's good for almost the person you're capturing to see it you know and to have the questions that you give them because you know you got to really think about it and get in touch with yourself and like i think it's just cool that that it's your artistry just open up other people's you know creativity so i I think that's super dope i'm excited to do it i'm excited for y'all too because i want to see what y'all gonna say the reason why i did it because um with black and white you really just it's really just focusing fully on a subject Mm. and like um i kind of got inspired from watching this uh show on netflix what's it called dj no answer oh yeah he can't even talk it's called i think (laughs) (laughs) it's i think it's called abstract or something like that and it was a photographer uh a photographer's uh he kind of was explaining his photography. Basically, he was following him around and stuff. He was doing portraits of people. So I was like, mm. I'm going to do that. But I always wanted to do it. But it's like, all right, I'm going to go back to just just me starting off. So me starting off with photography and everything, I was just, oh, the art of design. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. The art of, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, boom. All right, so when I first started doing photography, I was mainly doing stuff for the money. 
and like you know you you hire me we're gonna take some pics blah 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 but I kind of like want to take a step back from that and want to just really um explore my own personal interests in the craft because I always like doing photography but I was like I'm just gonna do it for the bread but I, I really love photography but if I'm not getting paid, I'm not going to do it. But as far as my own personal interests, I was like, yeah, I'm going to explore that. So that's why I kind of started it. And then also with the questions is more so so to connect with people that sees it. Because I feel like anyone could take a nice picture. You got a, a beautiful subject. You could take a nice picture. But I feel like the words is going to make you feel the photograph more. Mm. So that's kind of like how it all came about. But yeah. That's your passion, you know, that's, that's dope. Yeah. So uh, what's our mindset going into 2018? Mm. Um, <laughs> for, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm, it's, it's just time to turn it all the way up, man. Like no, no regrets, no fear, like hundred percent faith and belief and just ready to go national and global, man. Like, I feel like there's no separation between, like, I was just thinking, like, man, like, yo, there's billionaires on this planet, like, and they just human beings. There ain't no separation. There ain't mm -hmm. no, they, it's not like they a different species, or, like, there ain't no separation. So it's like, I'm like, any dreams or anything that I want to get out, like, I'm going to work my hardest to, um, to, to just achieve and to just, like, execute, like, everything that I want to, so... Yeah, just refining my vision. And 2000, yeah, I'm just trying to go, like, full beast mode. Like, painting more than I've ever painted. Being more creative than I ever have. And in, inspiring more people than I ever have. And, and, and just, like... Building off of that. Yeah, just being so hungry. Like, I'm, like, right now, I just feel like I'm literally, like, starving. Like, I'm so hungry. And, like, to the point where, like, I had to sit back and just be thankful that I've gotten here and then like things have been going good, but like I'm literally just so hungry and ready. So 2018 is just time to get it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> um I feel like 2018, um, just a whole bunch of travel, more shows, more planning, um, more execution, but definitely more planning. Mm -hmm. Um and just, yeah, going full force with everything and art, music, uh, DJing, experimenting with everything I want to experiment and learning just from everybody that I can come in contact with and um, embracing as many people and cultures as I come in contact with, really. So it's pretty, pretty limitless for next year. Limitless. I like that. I might name this episode Limitless. Yeah. <laughs> but Jazz, I forgot to ask you this, but... What's that machine? What's that machine you do with your um, hands and it just do sounds yeah, and stuff? It's a um, it's a thermini, which they say that that's a type of synthesizer that's been around. They say it's been around since the early 1900s for mm. some reason, or the technology that actually the technology that actually does it, the the censoring of the hands and things like that. It's so interesting, kind of like learning instruments because it's a lot of physics that goes into that type of stuff, just mm -hmm. like being able to pick up sound waves and frequencies and ooh, I wasn't that good at like physics and all that at school. I can understand the concepts, mm -hmm. but breaking it down, it, it's crazy. So the people who, who make that type of type of stuff, they're, they're wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that joke was interesting. I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah. I, um, I interned for a company, um, they're called Moogfest and Moog is a synthesizer so I just yeah I've been I've been learning so much like music technology and been just like around musicians and people who are just engineers and futuristic so that's really been helping me out a lot too Word. Yeah, he was like playing a song on a banana I was like oh yeah <laughs> like, this is like a whole nother like yeah I was like what what am I watching <laughs> it was oh, like yeah. doop, doop. that was definitely fine I'm ready to get that popping where you got <laughs> yeah. to ain't nobody on that wave <laughs> The mission, the mission for me, I really want to, uh, I want to get, go back into why I picked up the camera in the first place. Cause the reason why I picked up a camera in the first place was to do movies. 
and music videos was kind of like just practice. So I've been doing it for about five years. So it's like, okay, five years of practice. I need to really do the movies now. So that's what, that's what my it's goal time. is. Yeah. It's movie time. Yeah, for real. Because I want to like just show people what goes on in my head. Because when you're giving, you know, you're giving a song, you got to really just, it's all about the artists and their song. But a movie is really just all me, especially if I write it, film it. You know, it's, it's all me. So I really want to just, I'm just focused on me. Right. Yeah, it's about you. Me, me, me. That's yeah, it. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Word. Peace, living films. <laughs> you know what I'm For saying? For real. So, um, Jazz, give out your socials, your Instagram, your Twitter, all that. Your website, if you have one. Yes, my website is jasminemilan.com. My Twitter is jasminemilan. My Instagram is trailer trash. My SoundCloud is star in the sunset. Mm -hmm. um, and if you guys want to check me out, DJ is Nine Deaths. Um, spaceship, spaceship Circus by Everything Tyler is this weekend. They're going to have electronic, punk, alternative music, hip-hop, all that good stuff, artists. It's going to be really crazy. So definitely come out. It's at the old um, Film Brothers. It's called Artscape now. Where and at? Delaware? Mm-hmm. It's downtown okay. Wilmington, December okay. 2nd, and it will be from 5 to 10. So it'll be really cool. Oh, nice. All right, cool. Spaceship Circus. I didn't even know you was DJing now. Yeah. You lit. <laughs> we you... try to do it on a low. Mm-hmm. You too, Terrence. Um, Terrenceism, man. I'm about to change everything to Terrenceism. I mean, that's my Instagram, uh, T E R R A N C E I S M. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's about to be it. That's the that's the whole wave on everything, Terrenceism. Well, yeah, you could follow me at at Jamisa. Y'all know my at name, J A M I S A A A. Also follow my Instagram because that's where all of the portrait projects will be posted. I have six out so far, just collecting, you know. And um, follow DJ No Answer at D DJ No Answer. <laughs> <laughs> and also follow Church for the Wild podcast on Twitter at yeah. CFTW Podcast. And um, it's a wrap, y'all. Episode six. Thanks yeah. for coming, y'all. And um, yes. we out. Peace. <laughs>